this is the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for August and September of 2017. It has been an uneven growing season in much of the American Corn Belt. The Western Corn Belt has been dry, especially in the Dakotas, while the Mid-South and Eastern Corn Belt were inundated with heavy rains earlier in the spring. The forecast in late July turned cooler and wetter for all of the American Corn Belt. This new forecast essentially changed much of the outlook for the American crop, but still many analysts were expecting lower August USDA numbers, reflecting some of the earlier tough conditions for U.S. corn and soybeans. Anticipation of the August 10th USDA report was filled with expectations of lower yield projections. On August 10th, the USDA lowered their projected corn yield estimate to 169.5 bushels per acre, down from their earlier projections of 170.7 bushels per acre and less than last year's 174.6 bushels per acre. At the same time, the USDA raised soybean yield expectations to 49.4 bushels per acre, up from their 48 bushels per acre earlier estimate. This pegged 2017-18 soybean production at 4.4 billion bushels. Both of these USDA estimates rocked the grain market August 10th as it was a big surprise. With so much uneven weather affecting this crop in the field, a U.S. corn yield of 165 to 166 bushels per acre was a general trade estimate. Futures prices plummeted on this very bearish report. The USDA corn yield estimate would be the third highest on record for both yield and production. And the new corn crop ending stocks were trimmed slightly to 2.273 billion bushels. Old crop ending stocks remained at 2.370 billion bushels, the same as July. Both old and new crop global ending stocks for corn were above pre-report estimates, and if the 49.4 bushels per acre of soybeans predicted by USDA is realized, it will be the largest U.S. soybean crop on record. Interestingly enough, within this bearish report, the USDA pegged old crop ending stocks at 370 million bushels below trade expectations, and new crop ending stocks edged up to 475 million bushels. All U.S. wheat production was reduced to 1.739 billion bushels of lowest since USDA began keeping records. On August 11th, corn, soybeans, and wheat futures were lower than the last market trends report. September corn 2017 futures were at 360 a bushel. The July 2017 soybean futures were at 945 a bushel. And the September 2017 Chicago wheat futures closed at 439 a bushel. Minneapolis September 2017 wheat futures closed at 774 a bushel, with the September 2018 contract closing at 623 a bushel. The nearby oil futures as of August 11th closed at $48.82 a barrel, up from the nearby futures of last month of $45.77 a barrel. And the average price for ethanol on August 11th in the U.S. was $1.79 a U.S. gallon, up from last month at $1.77 a U.S. gallon. And the Canadian dollar noon rate on August 11th was 0.7883 U.S., down from the 0.7969 U.S. reported here last month. And the Bank of Canada's lending rate increased to 0.75%. In Ontario, weather continues to dominate growing conditions and is variable across the province. A tough wet year is continuing for many farmers in eastern and central Ontario, while other areas of the provinces are parched for moisture. Variability can sometimes be a buzzword for crop conditions, but it is very real this year in Ontario. Basis levels for grains in Ontario have sunk into August largely due to the appreciation in the Canadian dollar over the last several weeks. On July 27th, the Canadian dollar reached up over 80 cents U.S. and basis levels have responded accordingly. The Ontario corn basis remains below import levels at the elevator level but continues to approach these levels for industrial use. And as we move ahead, this may change significantly into September based on dwindling old crop supplies and the condition of the Ontario corn crop growing in the fields. Amid raindrops and parched fields, 
fields, producers are making decisions about fungicide and western bean cutworm and corn. And with the problems in Ontario fields, it is likely that the yield will continue to trend below 2016, setting up a scenario for an import basis in 2018. Needless to say, late August and early September weather will help determine that. And you can view all the Ontario cash grain prices by going to the marketing section of our website. Now, the bottom line is the USDA has done it again resetting the goalposts of a grain futures market, which was poised to react to lower yield expectations. However, like so many times in the past when market players were on the wrong side of that expectation, the USDA went the other way, laying out an extremely bearish market report, sending prices downward. The resultant vitriol from the report was strong, especially after USDA's own crop conditions numbers had been the lowest since 2011, when corn yield eventually settled 6% below trend yield. The August 2017 USDA report ignored that. Now, doubting USDA reports can be a growth industry. It is best to leave it there and move on. What we have is the third highest U.S. corn crop projected ever based on 169.5 bushels per acre yield, which is the lowest since 2015. The U.S. soybean crop has the potential to be the biggest ever. The one redemptive factor in all of this is a demand picture for both corn and soybeans, which seems insatiable. That is good, especially with the consistency of abundant supply uninterrupted from American fields. A key point of light in the USDA August report was the old crop soybean ending stocks. The USDA lowered U.S. domestic soybean ending stocks down to 370 million bushels. This is down from last month's estimate of 410 million bushels. It represents a 23% reduction from the 480 million bushel ending stocks estimate from last November and December. And these stocks will continue to decrease based on average uses over time. And it suggests that the final old crop soybean ending stocks could come in close to 170 million bushels. That contrast is huge in these projections, so much lower than the 480 million bushel prediction from USDA last year. Of course, the focus of the market has changed, almost scripted from these USDA numbers. The old crop focus has been replaced by all the bearish new crop projections, and the USDA's own weekly crop conditions number didn't seem to matter. Moving ahead, the September USDA report may readjust things, but it may not. Futures market clues via future spreads can offer informed market intelligence. Now, for corn, corn received somewhat of a gut punch from the USDA with yield predicted at 169.5 bushels per acre. With a sizzling hot July, that yield figure was an outlier to the market. And if the USDA is right about that, it may be a testimony to modern genetics. However, there are many analysts who say be patient. The yield will come down when combines start to roll. Corn continues to suffer from the very owner's old crop stocks from last year. This is happening with corn harvests already underway in the American South and moving into southern Illinois. The August 10th USDA was a major bearish market flashpoint for corn, which may be challenged to continue to maintain its long-held trading range. And the December 2017-March 2018 corn future spread is minus 113 75 cents US, which is considered bearish, and the December contract is currently priced in the lower 42% of the past five year price distribution range. Seasonally, the corn market tends to trend sideways through late August and early September. Now, for soybeans, soybeans may be the great liars in the field. But so far, the USDA is very optimistic, pegging their production of 49.4 bushels per acre. Many analysts think it would have been more characteristic of USDA to keep the soybean yield 48 until August weather was finished. However, it is what it is. In the end, soybeans always tell the truth. There is no way of knowing what the September USDA estimate will be.
Now, as we move into later August, despite the conjecture on yield projections, as of now, this is likely to be the biggest soybean crop ever in the United States. The good spot in this berry supply scenario is demand continues to be bright. Of course, geopolitical events surrounding the Korean Peninsula weigh in the background of this market. And the November 2017-January 2018 soybean future spread is minus 8 and 3 quarters cents U.S. as of August 11th, and this is considered neutral. November contract is currently priced in the lower 21% of the past five-year price distribution range. Seasonally, old crop soybeans tend to trend up through late August. Now, for wheat, the run-up in the wheat futures market, fueled by the devastating drought in the Dakotas, is slowly coming back to earth. The drought is not over, and the wheat is still dead. But the market has digested the information. This is somewhat typical for extreme drought situation price movement. Other wheat class markets have responded accordingly, and world stocks continue to be onerous. The run-up in the spring wheat market did provide marketing opportunity for Ontario wheat farmers, and the harvest continues in some parts of eastern Ontario, all but finished west of Toronto. Producers will soon turn their focus on wheat planting intentions for late September. Geopolitical events are always in the background of any grain market, and this summer is no different. However, the specter of nuclear conflict in Northeast Asia has obvious connotations for markets. Any stray nuke would ruin the soybean market overnight, and of course nobody wants to go there. Having said that, the issues which pertain to North Korea, the United States, and China are always relevant in the soybean market. It bears watching, especially as the world's greatest soybean consumer is so close to the issue. Now, as always, the Canadian dollar is being instrumental in Canadian grain marketing. On July 27th, it briefly went over the 80-cent U.S. level. Last May 2nd, it was in the 72-cent U.S. level. As of August 11th, it has repeated, retreated back to the 78-cent U.S. level. However, the volatility in the Canadian dollar over this time frame has created huge gyrations in Ontario cash grain prices, especially for soybeans and wheat. And the Canadian economy is strong, and the Bank of Canada has responded by raising interest rates, and this may continue. Hedging our Ontario cash prices and managing our Canadian dollar risk will continue to be important. Now looking ahead, crop weather is still important as we move into September. Simply put, there is still yield to be gained or lost in the United States. We are also edging closer to planting intentions in the Southern Hemisphere this fall. The Ontario crop needs good growing conditions in later August and September to finish, as much of it is later than usual. This may affect basis levels especially on a regional basis throughout Ontario as we move into September. It has been a tough month for grain markets. In fact, it has been a tough few years for grain markets in the United States. The price optics in Canadian dollars has been somewhat different. However, it just means that Ontario farmers will continue to be challenged to find and seek out market opportunities. Despite the huge supplies that seem apparent, nothing is ever for sure in the world of production agriculture, even now in August of 2017. Demand for grain remains at record levels and is growing. And as we move ahead, standing orders for grain will remain an important tool. Separating emotions from our grain marketing decisions will remain difficult. However, it's imperative in this supply-driven market. This has been the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for August and September of 2017. I'm Philip Shaw.